Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. So our friend Amber Lynn Nicole has not only supplied the voice of Melissa in season two, but she's also supplied her own music for End of All Hope. Amber has just released her new album, Born to Rome, and is currently performing in a series of campfire concerts and calling it her Born to Rome Campfire Tour. She's basically inviting any and everyone to come camping with her, her sister, and friends and fans. She has various other musicians joining her at the campsites as well. The dates and locations, many of which are located within state and federal parks, are available on her website and on her social media. Sites include Jenny Springs, Florida, Tallulah Falls, Georgia, Hawking Hills, Ohio, Pictured Rocks, Michigan, and more dates will be announced soon. If you would like to learn more about the Campfire Tour, visit BeachDayMusic.com. Once again, that's BeachDayMusic.com. You can also follow Amber on Instagram and Facebook at Amber Lynn Nicole. That's with three N's in a row and no E at the end. We want to thank Amber for providing a voice for End of All Hope and providing some of her own music. And we want to show her some support. So definitely check her out. If you want to learn more about the Campfire Tour or just more about her music, make sure to go to BeachDayMusic.com. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the season finale of End of All Hope. Seven Lamb Productions presents to you End of All Hope. Season 4, Episode 16, The Final Push. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This, this is what I expected. This is worse than Denver. Way worse. Now that I think about it, Roger and Travis weren't all that bad. (laughs) Having second thoughts? Actually, yeah. But it's a long ride back. Yeah, but we do have two bikes. I'm glad you guys think this is funny. Jay, relax. Yeah, we're just joking around. That's a fucking nightmare. But I'm not going back. I wouldn't dream of taking one of your precious bikes. Honestly, I don't know how well the bikes are going to do. Can't even see the road and the vegetation looks waist high in some spots. We were all standing at the top of a hill, looking out on the greenish-blue land before us. Miles and miles of alien vegetation. It was more than just algae, though. There were actual plants sprouting up. Or at least what resembled plants. We're not near San Diego yet. 
maybe it's not as bad. San Diego? Yeah. I'd say it's worse. Why? Because the cities are always worse, Jay. So it's spreading this far? Those ships are all over. You forget about being covered in that shit? No. But why? Why here? <sighs> Probably like this all over. And who knows how fast it spreads. That's what I get for mentioning our luck. <laughs> you jinxed us. Damn it. Oh boy. I don't know about this, guys. We're not going to get traction driving over that mess. And I bet there are a lot more creatures in there. California wasn't supposed to be like this. Well, it is. Now we have to figure out what to do about it. I'm not stopping. I know. So how do we do this? <sighs> I hate to say this, but uh, we may not want to take the bikes. What? Why? Because they draw a lot of attention. They're loud. And with the roads covered, I don't even know if we'd make it through. Look at it. We can't leave the bikes. It'll take us forever. And what if thrashers find us? But maybe if we leave them... No! Jay! No, Ambridge. Jay, just listen. Ambridge may be right. <sighs> of course. What? You guys always side with each other. It's annoying. If you guys want to go back, go ahead. But I'm not. We're close. Too close. He doesn't understand. You want to talk to him, or you want me to do it? <laughs> he has to fight us on everything. He may have a point, though. Abandoning the bikes might be a bad idea. Especially when we don't need to. At least, not yet. I was just thinking out loud. But I mean, look at that. Do you see a road? No. Maybe we can backtrack a bit and see if we can find an easier path. You won't like that either. Nope. So, go talk to him. <laughs> okay. Hey, Jay. We have to keep moving. I already wasted too much time in Denver, and I don't care about your little team-up. Team-up? Yeah. It's like I'm the third wheel, and I'm sick of it. I get it. You guys like each other. What? I don't want to ditch the bikes. I don't want to slow down... And if she wants to take a bike... She's not leaving. Well, I'm not leaving the bikes behind. They still work. But who cares what I think, right? Because you guys decide everything. Even if she does agree with you. She doesn't. Happy? I'm... surprised. Jay, don't be so dense. What does that mean? I think you have the wrong idea about me and Kylie. I like her, but not like that. She's a good shot and she's resourceful. And I'm not, right? I'm saying that I'm glad she's here because she helps out. But there's nothing between us and we aren't teaming up to make travel more difficult for you. But him saying that made me more annoyed with the fact that he didn't think I helped out. Maybe there wasn't anything between them. Maybe that was true. But my anger didn't subside. It was just redirected. So, she wants to take the bikes? She doesn't want to leave them, but we think... Here we go. What's the plan? We can't get through here. We haven't even tried. We head back to the highway and take a different exit. <sighs> More backtracking. If we keep the bikes, it's our best shot. There might be an easier way. Compromise, Jay. You saw what we saw. It won't take us that long. Come on. You can drive. She handed me the key. I rolled my eyes and climbed on the bike.
We did end up backtracking, and it took the rest of the day. We spent the night at a gas station and refueled. That night, I had another dream about Harris, but this time he was running at me, shrieking. Ambridge and Kylie were in my dream this time too, but they were dead, killed by Harris before he came after me. I ran as fast as I could, but it wasn't fast enough. Eventually I found myself in the woods. A woman called to me. She was in a tree, sitting on a branch. It was the girl from the house, the one who took our bike. She reached for me. I jumped but couldn't get to her. I jumped again and again, but it was too late. That's when Harris attacked. You alright? Uh, I'm fine. Just a nightmare. Ambridge nodded and turned away from me. I wonder if he knew it was about Harris again. next morning we set out, heading south and trying to get around the mess in front of us. We did end up bypassing some alien vegetation by following a dirt road. See? Yeah, yeah. Over here there were only small patches of the blue-green plant life, but as we headed further west it started to show in abundance. Patches turned to large groupings, which eventually grew to the whole damn desert. Tall mushrooms and drooping stalks rose from stalled cars and trucks. The road became slimy and slick. Careful, Jay. I followed Ambridge as we meandered through the growth. The wheels of the bike splattered the algae all over our shoes and clothes. The road had disappeared, just like we saw on that hill. But at least we had made it further. We had to be in California now. But there was no way to tell until Ambridge pulled to the side of the road. What's going on? Look ahead. Gets worse. We still made good distance. For sure. Why are we stopping, though? Did you see something? No creatures, but over there. Look. A spaceship was hovering over a small area of trees in the distance, spraying more of that algae. There's another one over there, too. She was right. To the left was another ship. Jesus. We should take cover and let them pass by. What if they don't? Well, I don't think we should stay out in the open. There's an overpass up ahead. Let's get under it. We stayed under the overpass for a good hour as the ships got closer but they never flew overhead. Instead, opting to both head east, we ate as we waited. I wonder how fast they are. 
The ships? They don't seem fast. No, but they're different types. They look similar, but those are smaller than the one in Denver. Yeah, the big ones aren't fast at all. But it makes you wonder if there are other types we haven't seen. Do you think that... Oh, shit. Move. We grabbed our packs and ran up to the top of the overpass where the slanted concrete met the road overhead. There was a two-foot-wide lip covered with dirt and gravel. That's where we huddled. Thrashers were close, and it sounded like a lot of them. Are they above us? I think they're all over. A minute later, we saw one. It slowly crept down from above and made its way to the road below. It couldn't see us because it was so focused on eating the plant life. I always found that fascinating, even though my heart was beating rapidly right now. Several more arrived, making their way onto the road below. The way they ate made them look like cows with sharp teeth, but every so often they would snarl and nip at each other, which made them seem like dogs. Since they didn't know we were here, they grazed peacefully. There wasn't much we could do now. There were about ten of them down near the road, and we were pretty sure there were more above us. So we just sat there and waited. Ambridge shrugged and shifted on his side. I did the same since my legs were falling asleep. So we sat there and watched them graze, and hoped they didn't look up. Jay, wake up. <gasps> Calm down, it's just me. No, I... Uh, I was having a nightmare. About what? I didn't realize I had fallen asleep. Oh, uh, I don't... I don't remember. But I did. I just didn't feel like explaining it to Kylie. Especially since her and Ambridge were once again dead. But this time, it was because of that girl. She had shot them, right in front of me, and I... I did nothing. The thrashers are gone. Took them long enough. Ambridge was already down on the road. Are you sure? Yeah, just checked. How long have we been here? A few hours. Really? I was asleep for that long? I almost fell asleep too. We carried our packs back down to the bikes and loaded them. I went up to have a look too. How's the road? Gets worse, but still noticeable. So we can still follow it? For now, but I don't know how much longer. Well, we don't have to go all the way into the city. Remember, we just need to get to Ramona. Still doesn't look good up ahead, but looks like we still have another hour or two of light. Let's see if we can find something. Something better than the overpass. Wasn't the most comfortable spot. We climbed onto the bikes, but when I put the key in and twisted... What the hell? Ah, shit. Why aren't they working? <sighs> I think the Thrashers got them. What? They were all over this area. How close were they? <sighs> close enough, apparently. So we can't fix them? 
I don't know, Jay. If I did, we wouldn't have wasted so much time looking for a working vehicle in Denver. Harris was good at this kind of shit, not me. When he said Harris, my stomach turned. It seems so long ago since Harris was traveling with us. I should have gotten some tips from Hudson. Does it matter? We would need parts. So the bikes are worthless? Seems like it. I don't get it. Why now? Who knows, Jay, but that's why we always had to keep our distance. Well, I'm sure you don't care. What? You wanted to ditch the bikes anyways. Looks like we have to now. <sighs> it's always something. We were going to have to get rid of them anyway. Look at the road ahead. It's covered. So we hoof it now? Yeah. I wish we knew exactly how much further we had to go, but sun's going down. and Without the bikes, travel's going to be a lot slower. So maybe we just camp here for the night. I know it's not comfortable, but they didn't spot us up there. Right. Ambridge looked over to me, expecting me to say something. But I didn't. And who cares anyways? They never cared for my input, so why give it to them? Instead, I just nodded and untied my pack again. As we set up camp under the overpass, I thought about a lot of things. I thought about the useless bikes. I thought about Harris and the girl in my nightmare. I thought about how long we had been on the road. I thought about how useless I was for Kylie and Ambridge, even though they were here for me. It was also frustrating. I also thought about Ava and Mark. Had they made it to California? Was their travel as hard as ours? It couldn't be. Could it? This way! I pushed Bree forward as we rushed over another hill. There were a few homes in the distance. We just needed to get to cover, just for a moment. We are running parallel to the road because there is nowhere else for us to go. The military outposts were spread far and wide, and the alien ships were now covering the sky. I look back to see more of what had to be stalkers beaming down. We're almost there. We were heading for the nearest house. We all fell to the ground as debris shot into the air. I landed right on a cactus, the thing sticking to my side. Ava! Oh my god! 
I took off my backpack and tried to use the strap to grab onto the prickly plant, but Mark just ran over and grabbed it with his bare hands. Ugh. He yanked it out of my side and my shirt filled with blood. There were five ships in the air that I could count. They swarmed the area, firing lasers at the military outposts. Bree helped me up as Mark yanked needles out of his hands. Are you okay? You? I nodded, and we continued our way to the nearest home. We jumped a fence and ran across the long yard that was littered with old tires, piles of wood, bricks, and several empty garbage cans. When we reached the home, Mark used his flashlight to break the window. Inside! Go, Bree! Watch the glass! Go, Ava! The house smelled of mildew and rot. I looked up to see parts of the ceiling caving in, insulation hanging loosely. Okay, okay. Mark, we're not safe here. No, we're not. We just need to catch our breath. Mark yanked two more needles out of his palm. I checked my side to see a few sticking out of my waist. Like a band-aid, I didn't even think about it. I ripped them out. Are you good? Peachy. What are we gonna do? Look! There's a ship heading this way! What if it shoots the house? That's why we have to keep moving. Mark, that's close. We ran from the bedroom through the hall, into what looked like the den. Mark leaned over the fallen armoire and peered out the blinds. We've got people heading this way. Soldiers? Yeah. I uh, think they have the same idea as us. I leaned forward and saw the men Mark were talking about. They were running from a jeep that was on fire. Shit. Um, what about over here? Mark ran to the other side of the room and peered out a cracked window. Yeah. Yeah, there's another house about 100 yards from here. But the ship is that way. Bree, we're surrounded. It, it really doesn't matter at this point. At least it's just one ship, right? Two were coming from the north, and another one was hovering over the nearest camp. Ava, this is just like the quarantine zone. The night it was attacked, same thing. We have to run from cover to cover. To the woods? All three of us looked out the cracked window again. Past the houses, past the approaching ship. A dark forest. That's far. That's really far, Mark. We really don't have any other choice. We got people heading this way. Ships find out they blow this place sky high. Either way, we don't want that. Okay, so the next house? Yeah. Are they shooting at the ship? I don't think so. I peered out the window again. It looks clear. Can we make it? We don't have any other choice. Come on. Mark smashed the window and we all quickly climbed out. We all ran across open land towards an incoming ship, but behind us was even worse. I could see fiery explosions to the north and south. Huge plumes of smoke rose into the night sky. We were about halfway to the next home when the ground began to quake. Over the hill to our left, six tanks appeared. They fired at the approaching ship. No! <laughs> oh! 
We all jumped to the ground and covered our ears as the tanks held the ground. I looked up to see them hitting their intended target, but the ship still slowly glided towards us. We have to keep running! We will make it! We can't stay here! Mark was right. We were out in the open. I peered back to see thrashers attacking the home. We were just in. Luckily, they didn't see us. But obviously, they were preoccupied. Come on! Let's go! But right as we got up, the ship before us glowed a bright green. Oh, shit. A bright laser shot out and hit three of the tanks, slicing right through them. The blast was so huge, it knocked all three of us back and rolling down a small incline. I looked up to see the ship fire again. This time, it hit the house in front of us. Shit! The remaining tanks came toward us, still aimed at the encroaching ship. If we didn't move, we would be flattened. Get up, Bree! Get up! I looked for my backpack, but couldn't find it. Bree was missing hers, too. Across the street! Go! All I had right now was the one handgun in my waistband, but Mark still had his backpack and one of the rifles. ship continued to fire at the tanks. We made our way across the street, where several more homes stood. Inside! We're not safe anywhere! Do, do you hear that? Hear what? I ran through the living room and down the hall. There was alien vegetation all throughout, growing up the walls. Ava, wait! The back door of the house was open. Outside, I could see another military camp, a few miles away. It was on fire, and a ship was hovering overhead. Several trucks and jeeps drove our way, escaping the madness. Ava, what are you doing? Do you hear that? Hear what? The tanks? No, look! Up there! Fighter jets came soaring from the east. They unleashed a fury at the ship. Holy shit. Jets? Where did they come from? Who knew the military still had a chance? They aren't doing too well right now. Like us. A final push? This is no push. This is a last stand. I'm not talking about the jets, Mark. I'm talking about us. The wood line seemed like miles away. Hey, hey. We can do this. The jet soared around the distant ship. Fuck. They're coming this way. The jets? No. Military. We have to keep moving. I stepped out the back door and looked up. The closest ship was almost directly above us now. 
tanks continued to fire. They're trying. But the ship wiped them out in an instant. And the house. Doesn't matter. We stick to the plan. We still have a long way to go. That's why we keep moving. Enough talk. Let's go. We ran through the small yard, jumped over another fence, and then ran through the open terrain. The remaining tanks still fired, and over the far ridge, we could see men shooting at approaching thrashers. as everything was, I tried to focus on the house ahead. When we reached it, we caught our breath and pushed on. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. We ran through another wide open area. It was full of rotting horse and cow carcasses. Alien fungus was growing through the brush and desert sand. The ground quickly became mushy and hard to run through. The ship! The ship! Above us, a bright red orange. I closed my eyes momentarily. The light was too much. We reached the next house, just as the dark skeletal creatures descended. Hundreds of them. Oh fuck! Go! 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 We once again climbed through a window. <laughs> this home was bigger. Two stories. The second story had partially caved in, though, making it hard to get through. They're here! I ran into a bedroom and looked out the window, facing north. All the approaching trucks and jeeps had stopped. Men were climbing out. Get down! God damn it! We're right in the middle! Mark was right. The military was to our right, with the reason we beamed out alien menace to our left. Corey, keep your head down! We're not going to. Mark, we need to get out of here. We both quickly looked around the room until we found a broken floor panel. Under the house, now. We quickly climbed through the hole. Mark ditched his backpack to fit. Moonlight gleamed through the cracks of the floor as we slowly made our way across the dirt and alien plants. What is this stuff? Keep moving, Bree. We stopped as we heard the creatures walking right above us. We could see their shadows glide past. But the military were making their way to the house, too. This way. Mark led us to some broken cinder blocks. Help me with this. Watch out, Bree. We moved the debris and peered outside. We all covered our ears and hoped for the best. The house rumbled. Floorboards behind us came crashing down. We can't stay here. The whole house is going to fall. I peeked out from under the house. It was clear for a moment, so I shuffled out. I helped Bree out, then Mark. Next house, go! Ran hard, my legs and lungs burning. Mark was limping. I noticed Mark didn't have the rifle anymore. 
He must have lost it somewhere. Instead, he had the revolver up as he ran. Everything around us was on fire, even the house before us, but we still ran for it. When we got to the house, we took shelter behind a plastic shed, the only thing not aflame. We have to go around. The back? Is it clear? I think so. Mark, look. On the horizon, nearly a hundred thrashers. They came over the hills like a herd of wildebeest. They were charging a convoy of trucks. This is a goddamn massacre. The backyard is clear, and the fence is down. I peered around the corner. Riel was right. Let's keep moving them. As we ran, we saw the whole house aflame, but the next one looked clear. That is, until a jeep with four thrashers on it crashed into the home. No! Shit! We stopped and watched the roof cave in. I looked up and saw a bright red light again. Mark! Beam shot down. More skeletal figures slowly descended. Mark grabbed my wrist and pulled me to the corner of the yard where an old wooden shed stood. Get down! There's so many of them! They're trying to stop all the vehicles. Look! The jets! enough of them. They were ambushed. So were we. The jets kept making passes, spraying the road with rounds that split the concrete and cut down several creatures. Where do we go now? There's no more cover this way. Over there. Across the street? Yeah. There was a lone standing home across the street. We had no other choice. Okay. We wait for them to make one more pass and then we run. These things are too preoccupied. We can slip through. We have to. Bree was shaking, and so was I. Mark held his leg. He was hurt. Mark? Not now, Ava. The jets are coming back. Follow me closely, okay? There was a group of men running our way, but I know Mark was only focused on the jets. One was shot out of the sky. How? I, I didn't know. But several others made a wide turn and came back towards the ship hovering overhead. They came in low, swooping under it. We all ducked as the jets dropped bombs all along the street. Vehicles split in two, and alien creatures flew into the air like ragdolls before disintegrating completely, our shed rock almost falling on top of us. Everyone okay? The house! The house closest to us was crumbling before our eyes. The one across the street was still standing, even though part of it was now on fire. We still go. Come on. I pushed Bree forward. The street was littered with burnt vehicles and dead bodies. We quickly made our way through the destruction, 
I kept my eyes on Mark's back the whole time, careful not to lose him in the smoke. Here! Here! Just then, another explosion in the middle of the street that launched me forward. Bits of asphalt landed all around me. I blinked repeatedly, trying to regain my eyesight. The smoke burned. When I finally could see again, there were several stalkers shooting at men in what was left of the road. Ava! Mark lifted me up and we ran into the house. Where's... Bree? I don't know. She's not here? I don't know, Ava. Bree! Bree! Bree, are you here? But there was no answer. I looked out the front window to see only destruction. A few thrashers who were split in half rolled along the ground, crying in pain. I don't see her. You hear that? Shriekers. Mark hobbled to the back of the house. His leg was bleeding. He seemed really injured. Mark, Mark, wait! Ava, we can make it. We have to leave now. There's a horde of shriekers coming this way. What about Bree? I looked back to the window, searching. Where was she? I don't see her, Ava. We need to go. No, we we can't leave her. What? There are shriekers coming this way. The woods. We have to make it to the woods, Ava. We can't leave her. Not like Jay, not out there. She's not Jay, and I'm sorry, Ava. I don't see her. We promised her. I'm sorry, but the woods are right there. We promised her, Mark. Ava! I looked back out the window. Come on, Bree, where are you? More stalkers were walking down the street, shooting at injured men crawling for their weapons. See? Stalkers that way, shriekers behind us. We have to go now. But... Now, Ava! That's when I saw her, crawling on the ground, behind the frame of a burnt car. She appeared injured. There she is! That's her! Mark followed my gaze. Shit. Ava, look outside. We have to go back for her. Ava, no. We have to. We can't. Mark. We can't. Mark motioned to his leg. There was a vertical gash from his thigh to the inside of his knee. Oh my God. I, I, I can't run. I looked back out the window. Bree was looking around in confusion. Her face was covered in ash and blood. Ava. I'll get her. We locked eyes. Mark knew I couldn't leave her. So he didn't argue. He just nodded. You have 30 seconds. I'll give you cover. Okay. Now, go. I got up and ran outside. I had to let her go. I aimed, keeping my sight on the approaching stalkers. I didn't want to shoot them because they'd be all over us. It was a last resort. But then a shrieker appeared around the side of the house, running straight at Ava. I fired. Ava nodded appreciatively, then made her way to the broken down vehicle to broken down vehicle. The stalkers weren't facing this way, but more of the shriekers appeared, running through the streets. I remained hidden as I took my carefully planned shots. I didn't have a ton of ammo. was out. I dropped the revolver and pulled the pistol from my waistband. I had two clips. That was it. 
if we finally made it to Bree. They began to limp back this way. Good. Hurry, Ava. Hurry. Oh shit. I spun around to see a shadow glide over the hallway wall. They were in the house. Shit, two more. Another one came in from the dining room. The creature fell, hurt, but not dead. It crawled for me. I was out of ammo. I tried to get up, but the thing lunged. Before it got close. I looked at the house, but couldn't see Mark. What happened? Come on, Bree, faster! It hurts! Her whole left side was bloodied. She was in pain, but Mark wasn't giving us cover, which scared me. More shriekers were flooding the street. Bree rushed into the house to see Mark holding a bloody chair leg in his hand. He had bashed the shrieker's head in, turning it into mush. <laughs> Go now? Yes. Stalkers were once again coming up the street, towards the house. We made our way down the hall, into the bathroom, where there was a broken window. Wait. Mark grabbed a towel lying on the ground and tied it around his leg. Uh. He then peered outside and nodded. He quickly cleared the remaining glass shards. Is it clear? Uh, not really, but we'll have to make do. How many? Hundreds, Ava. <laughs> it's about a quarter mile to the woods from here. But my leg hurts. So does mine. We'll never make it. We have to. They're heading this way regardless. Now come on, we're almost in the clear. Bree went first. <laughs> then me. <sighs> we both helped Mark through. <sighs> As we helped him off the ground, I could see the shriekers coming over the far hill behind the house. I don't think they saw us, but we needed to move in a hurry. Oh. We ran towards the woods, which for some reason still seemed unattainable. I took one quick look back to see only two houses standing, the whole area shrouded in fire and smoke and destruction. We're almost there. Help me! Help me, please! We stopped and looked back at the house. A man was running towards us, his uniform soaked in blood. His arms reached for us, even though he had to be like 50 yards away. Who is that? Who knows? Keep moving! Help me! Help me! Uh, Mark! What? Then he saw. The man's shouts caught the attention of the encroaching shriekers. Instead of heading for the house, several of them came our way. Fuck! Run! Run! We ran harder, as best we could. Bree and Mark were having trouble, but they pushed on. The woods were getting closer and closer. Oh god, no! No! I looked over my shoulder to see several shriekers attack the man, knocking him to the ground, biting into him. I'm not gonna make it! She's right! Mark! Mark! 
Get down! We threw ourselves into a small ditch, kicking up sand and rocks. Uh. <sighs> Fucking asshole screwed us. We were hidden for the moment. I spun around and pushed a small shrub aside to see now 50 or so shriekers running rampant in the openness behind us. Did they see us? I don't think so, but they will. We have to do something. We still have another hundred yards to go. The creatures ran around, sniffing the air, searching... So fucking close. Fuck. The woods were right there. Who knew if it was safe? But it had to be safer than the mess we left behind. Mark, we have to run for it. Maybe we can lose them in the woods. There's more now. Several more were pouring out of the house and coming into the field. God damn it. What if we just wait here? I don't think that's gonna work. They're getting closer. I'm sorry, Mark. Don't be. Hey, look there. We made it. Mark motioned to a sign by the road. A third of it was missing, and the post was bent and leaning back. But it was still easy to make out in the glow of the distant fires. Welcome to California. This is the border. (laughs) We made it. I actually wanted to cry. How can it end here? We make it all the way across the country, but die right when we step into California? Mark, this can't be it. I have an idea. What? You two run for the woods. I'll distract them. Distract them how? I'll lure them away. You want to be bait? No fucking way. That's the only way we make it, Ava. That's the only way. No, we don't make it. You get killed. No way. Mark looked back. There were nearly a hundred shriekers now, all running around, growling and sniffing, not to mention the thrashers and stalkers roaming the destruction behind them. They're gonna get us if we stay here. But if I go that way, I'll attract them. You two wait till they follow. No! Then, you two run for the woods. No, Mark! There has to be another way. There has to. There isn't. No, there has to be another way. We can all make it out of this. Sadly, Ava, we can't. That's when he lifted his shirt sleeve and showed the bite mark. A ring of blood from where the teeth penetrated his skin. What? When? But he didn't answer. He just gave me a sincere glance as he caressed my cheek. Oh, God. It's my fault, isn't it? Isn't it? No, Ava. I knew she would blame herself if she saw the bite. Fucking Shrieker got me inside the house when I was giving her cover. I didn't want to show her the bite because I didn't want her to blame herself. But I realized it was the only way she would let me go. Mark, we can do something about that. We can. Remember Madison? We helped her. We can fix this. I can fix this. I don't have time, Ava. I don't have time. No. No. No, please. No. Hey, 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 hey. I got you to California. Didn't I? We made it. But what will I do without you? You'll reach Scott. 
That's what. You're gonna make it the rest of the way because you're gonna let me do this last thing for you. <laughs> I won't be able to do it by myself. You're not by yourself. I motioned to Bree. You two will make it from here. I know you will. Please don't do this. Please don't leave me. Please. I love you. I love you too, Ava. I kissed her forehead and wiped the tears from under her eyes. Take care of her, Bree. Okay. Mark, please. I could feel my eyes welling up. I felt sick, but I didn't have time to dwell. The shriekers were no more than 20 yards from us now, and I couldn't move fast. Remember, wait till they're distracted, then run. And whatever you do, Ava, don't look back. Ava's lips quivered as she stared at me in complete shock, tears sliding down her face. Don't look back. She slowly nodded, but she didn't say anything. Neither of them did. I quickly checked my clip. Okay, Mark. Let's do this. I put the gun on my waistband, took a deep breath, and pushed myself off the ground. From that moment, everything happened in slow motion. I stared at my own feet as I ran, putting as much effort into it as I could, fighting through the pain, even though blood was pouring down my leg. I was only running for 10 seconds before the shriekers noticed me. I ran through the open field, across the street, past the Welcome to California sign, and toward a hill. I could feel the shriekers behind me. I didn't know if they all gave chase, but I didn't dare look back. I had to keep pushing forward, get as far away from Ava and Bree as I possibly could. Give them that chance to escape. As I ran over the hill, I saw the shadows of nearly a hundred shriekers behind me, the shadows growing larger as they got closer. I could hear them snarling right behind me. In my final moments, as the creatures were closing in, I thought about the San Francisco trip. The moment I grabbed Ava around the waist and kissed her, I closed my eyes and smiled. My legs were burning. My body was starting to give up. I was slowing down. To think that a trip to New York for an environmental convention would end up like this. I could now feel the breath of the shriekers right behind me. But I didn't care. I just ran. And ran. And ran. My legs buckled. This was it. I didn't want to be one of those goddamn things. But as I slowed, I pulled out my gun. Good luck, baby. I slid to a stop and turned around. Hundreds of shriekers were right there, arms outstretched. I could even see the drool flying from their mouths. I put the gun under my chin and closed my eyes. As the creatures grabbed me, I thought nothing but of Ava. Nothing but that moment. That night. That kiss. Then, I pulled the trigger.
You okay? Yeah. Ava? <laughs> I think the music's getting to me. Are you sure it's the music? Feels like it. You don't think it's everything we've been through? That might be part of it. It didn't seem that long ago Mark and I were cruising along the highway after we had taken our truck back. That was the day that realization set in that I couldn't do this without Mark. Mark, I have to know. How do you deal with the death? The death? Is that your way of talking about Neil and Adam? I can still feel it. Jabbing the scissors into him. But I can't imagine. I mean, I don't know how you... If I didn't... I'm not saying that. I did it because I felt like I had to in the moment. They were crazy. That's for sure. I'll admit, it's hard to cope with, but I try not to think about it. Sorry to bring it up. I just... If you weren't here, I, I don't know how I would ever make it. You do the things I can't. That's the thing. You say you can't because I'm here. But if you had to, you would. I don't know if that's true. Ava, I commend you for what you're able to do. Commend me? For what? Getting us into trouble? No. You got us out of that damn house and you were able to talk Ben down. If it was me, I would have shot. But I'm glad it wasn't up to me. It wasn't hard to see that kid wasn't like his dad. You saw it. And I think you made the right decision. Scared the shit out of me at the time, but it could have ended a lot worse. But, that's not to say every situation will be like that. I know. I feel sorry for Melissa. Mark made me feel safe. Not just at that moment, not just during this fucking mess, but always. How could I do this without him? Hey. I remember in the moment... Locking eyes. I remember him putting out his hand. I remember the music. I like this. I remember turning up the volume and letting it soothe me as I thought about Ramona and Scott. But I also remember being at peace for that fleeting moment because Mark was there. Ava, we're gonna make it to Scott. I remember seeing his smile and thinking how confident he was that we would make it.
but there was no we anymore. It was light out now. We had been walking through the woods for a long time. We were tired, but we didn't feel safe, so we had to keep moving. Twice I had thrown up. I tried not to think about Mark, but who was I kidding? That's all that was on my mind. I did as he said and didn't look back as we ran through the wood line. But I wish I had, just once, just to see him one more time. At least it's light out now. Me and Bree hadn't talked much since Mark left us. I felt bad because not only was I angry at myself, I was angry at her too. If she had just made it to the house, maybe Mark would still be alive, walking with us, right now. But I had to go back for her. I had to. I hope we find something soon. Someplace safe. I don't think I can walk much longer. We have to keep going. We'll find something. But I didn't know if it was true. I just said it because I felt I should. As we walked, I tried not to cry. I tried to just focus on walking, on moving forward. But tears still came. Okay. Wait, I can't. Bree, let's not stop here. But I can't keep going. She fell against a tree and closed her eyes. She had cuts and bruises all down her side. Dried blood splattered her shirt, or what was left of it. She had ripped off a sleeve to tie around her thigh. I just want to rest for a second. Just a second, I promise. We shouldn't stop. Please. <sighs> I didn't want to stop. If we stopped, all I would do is dwell on the past events. I felt hollow inside, and walking kept me focused. As... Focus as I could be right now. I gave her a couple minutes, then kicked her shoe. Hey, let's keep going. Please, just a little longer. We have to keep moving. I'm hurting. I know. So am I, Bree. But there's nothing around here, and we have nothing. A thrasher shows up, then what? I don't know. Or a shrieker, or a stalker. Or ship? What then? I don't know. <sighs> Two more minutes, then we go. Okay. I noticed some blue-green algae on the tree she leaned against. There was more growing on other trees as well. Great. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. <sighs> For resting? For your friend. Let's, let's not talk about that right now. Okay. But I understand. I understand that's why you're upset. No, I'm upset because you got caught in the street and I felt the need to go back for you. Okay, Bree, two more minutes. I actually ended up giving her another five, but that was because I needed to cry again to get it out of my system. Then we were once again heading west. The further we got, the more alien vegetation. Blue-green vines and mushroom climbed the trees as the land was soaked in the algae, making it harder to walk. Are we sure we're heading the right way? There's a lot of this stuff now. We're going the right way. What about this stuff, though? 
Just try not to get it on you. But it's on my legs. Just don't ingest it. You'll be fine. Maybe I was being unfairly cruel to the girl, but I was hurting. Another tear slid down my cheek, which I quickly wiped away. I know I was close, but how the hell could I do the rest of this trip without him? Mark took care of me. I needed him. Bree, one thing at a time. We need to get out of here first. When we hit a town or house, we'll look for food. Until then, we just have to keep walking. You can have my food. We spun around. I aimed my gun, but I saw the man on the ground, leaning against a large tree trunk. I have plenty. The man was young, maybe early 20s. He was wearing a uniform that was soaked in blood. He was pale and breathing heavily. He held his side, blood all over his hand. Who are you? (laughs) The name's Easton. Military? Army, yeah. (laughs) How could you tell? Were you bitten? Nah, just shot. Shot? (coughs) That's right. By one of those damned things. Those fuckers. The stalkers? Sure. Whatever you want to call them. They shot me. Were you in that town? (laughs) Yeah. The one where we got royally fucked. Yeah. I was there. We were too. I figured. Sadly, I didn't make it as far as I would have liked. How did that happen? The attack? Yeah. We thought, <laughs> we thought we'd get catch them, swarm them after we downed their ship, but no, they, uh, they were ready. Reinforcements came in no time. How did you get away? I ran, thought what else could I do? I fought, but we were no match, never were, but we had to fight, if we didn't, who would? Are there other bases? (laughs) What you saw there was the end. The end of it all. The end? We were cut off from the other outposts. Orders went through. Quarantine zones were to be abandoned. Anyone close enough to hear our call was to join us. To take the ship? They thought if we could get into the ship, we could see exactly what we were dealing with. Test the technology or whatever. Learn from it. (coughs) A lot of good that did. Never got close? Never stood a chance. And trust me, I was there when that ship came crashing down. What a sight. But the things that came out. Out of what? The ship? Oh yeah. There are more than what you see. Thrashers? Stalkers? Yeah, sure. (coughs) And more. There was a big fucker. Tearing through the woods. I mean, big. That's when the orders came through. We set up camps, the bases. Then all hell broke loose. Maybe it was just reinforcements come to help. 
Or maybe they set a trap. Either way, we lost. You think? Who knows? All I know is when my jeep exploded, and I was shot, I just said, fuck it, and ran. Do you want me to take a look at it? You a doctor? No. Then fuck it. <coughs> I don't think there's much that can be done. No? No. That's why I decided to rest here. You're gonna bleed out. I... <coughs> already am. But it doesn't hurt anymore. So take my food. I don't... I don't fucking need it. The man smirked and pointed with his bloody finger at the backpack sitting a couple feet away in the leaves and blue mushrooms. We'll just take a little. Take it all. There should be a town coming up. I was hoping it was close. <clears throat> but it doesn't matter now. <clears throat> uh, maybe just over that ridge. Maybe. But do me a favor. What's that? If it is just over that ridge, don't tell me. I don't want to know how close I actually was. <laughs> he closed his eyes and smirked again. Brielle went over to the backpack and looked at me for confirmation. I nodded. She brought it over to me like a shy golden retriever. I grabbed it from her and looked inside. It was filled to the brim with supplies and food, even a handgun and clips. I looked at the man who was now breathing slower. Should we say bye? No, let him be. I slung the backpack over my shoulder, and we made our way over the ridge. Sadly for the guy, there was a small town over the ridge. We could see it through a few remaining trees. It was covered in alien vegetation, but it was still a welcome sight. Come on. We walked along the mushy moss and algae-covered ground. In the road, the foliage was flattened, probably due to travel. We could see old tire tracks in a lot of areas, but along the road, the alien vegetation grew. In some areas, it was nearly waist-high. I know I made jokes before, but I'm... I'm actually having doubts now. About joining us? I knew it would be bad, but this is a whole nother level. This shit grows fast, doesn't it? It's scary. Can you imagine what the city looks like? San Diego? Yeah. I'm wondering if all the big cities look like this. Denver was overgrown by the time we got there. Not like this. No, but now maybe. True. Jay, how you holding up back there? 
I'm fine. Told you to pack light. We were finally forced to ditch the bikes thanks to the thrashers. We spent the night under the overpass, then made our way along the road in the early morning. We packed our things and only took what we could carry, but Jay refused to leave a lot of stuff. So he was lagging behind with one heavy backpack. Surprised he kept the bow. <laughs> he kept everything. Still. I thought you taught him how to shoot. I did, but I think he prefers a gun. That's one thing we agree on. Sure, yeah. But when you need to be quiet? Like you and Mia in Denver when the stalker surprised us? Trust me, you do not want to fight those things head on. I don't doubt that. <sighs> I do wonder how everyone is doing back at the zone. If they're still there. Think Mia and Chris headed north? Most likely. I wonder if they saw anything like this on their way. Hey, we made it a long way through the desert before this stuff appeared. But it's spreading. That's why I'm glad we're not going fully into San Diego. You don't think Jay will want to? What do you mean? We're going to some town called Ramona. Right, but what if his friends aren't there? I shrugged. His family's in Bodega Bay. We'd head there next. Don't you think it'll be like Denver? Like with my family? Yeah. I do. But honestly, if it wasn't for Jay, I wouldn't have made my way to Denver. He convinced me. And if his family isn't in Bodega Bay, then what do we do? Shit. I don't really know. Head north like Mia? Hey guys, can we rest? Dude, drop some of that stuff. Most of this is food. What happens if we get attacked? You can't run. I can. <laughs> Just not fast. I'm fine. If you say so, man. Hey, there's a food mart over there. Kylie was right. Off to the side of the road was a small store covered in yellow vines and blue algae. Jay, just a little further. Come on. I was still annoyed about being a third wheel. Now Ambridge and Kylie talked all the time, and I was literally tagging along. I guess I could lighten my load a little, but most of this was food and other necessities. How could Kylie and Ambridge leave so much behind? We're almost there, Jay. We made our way off the road and over the tall blue-green grass. There's a lot more vegetation over here. Well, everywhere. It was a whole new environment. Oh, we made it far. You think so? That had to be 10 miles. No wonder I'm so tired. Want to check it out? Sure. Maybe we can get lucky and find something good. I have enough food. <sighs> I know, Jay, but I'd kill for a Snickers. <laughs> you dream too big. Remember, our last roadside haul was fruit drinks. <laughs> You're probably right. Fine, I'll set up for an Almond Joy. Ugh, gross. Even now I would leave that shit on the shelf. Come on, Jay, stay with the packs and keep watch. What? No. Jay, don't make us carry everything inside. We'll be quick. You stay with the packs and I'll go in. I thought you had enough food. I do. But I still want to search. Ambridge and Kylie shared a concerned glance. I'm not staying back anymore. I'm useful. I saved Kylie from a rattler. And I thanked you for that. Jay, I don't want to argue. I'm not staying back. How about this? I'll stay with the packs, okay? I don't want any almond joys anyway. Fine. Jay? Fine. Ooh, but if you find any zero bars, grab me some. What? You don't like Almond Joys, but you like Zero Bars? That is gross. <laughs> Good. 
More for me. You drink too big. Back hurt? Yeah. You need to lighten your pack. I don't even know why you wanted to explore this place. You can't carry anything else. I'm just tired of being left behind. What left behind? Kylie's 40 feet away. You guys treat me like a child. I get I fucked up, but I can help. You don't need to prove yourself, man. I apologize for before. It's just... This isn't the first time. First time for what? I was a third wheel with Mark and Ava, too. What? When I met you? Not just then. Always. Even in the field. Anytime we were out doing research, I, I was the third wheel. Oh. And then all this happens, and I'm still the third wheel? Like, they have to take care of me? <sighs> it wasn't so bad with Riley and Serena. Especially Serena. The girl you were with? Yeah, but not for long. Right. And then what happens? Serena dies. Mark and Ava, they, they leave. You guys got separated, though. They didn't leave you. No, I know. But now it's like the same shit all over again. I'm glad I'm not alone. But you and Kylie, Mark and Ava, you know. Mark and Ava were friends. I hope that Ambridge didn't think I was mad at them. We were separated, but Mark and Ava looked after each other. And now, traveling with Ambridge and Kylie felt like more of the same. Are you mad at me and Kylie for being friends? No. I'm mad at myself. For what? I didn't answer. I wanted to be taken seriously. I've never had a chance to show my worth. Even before the apocalypse. And after I fucked up that night... Jay, care to explain? No. Okay. Ambridge shrugged as we parted ways down separate aisles. Most of the goods had been taken. A few open bags of chips, cracked soda cans were spread around, but that was it. A lot of the alien vegetation was growing inside. I guess it didn't need sun. I walked over to the cracked sunglass display. Vines crawled over the broken mirrors. I bent down to have a closer look. What I would give to take a sample and look at it under a microscope. Ava and Mark would love this stuff. In a scientific sense, of course. I missed Ava and Mark a lot. I may have been the third wheel with them, but they were my friends. My closest friends. I wonder how different this trip would have been if we were all still together. It's too late now, Jay. Just get to Ramona. That's the best you can hope for. Well, that. And hope they make it, too. Three days passed, 
and travel was slow. I didn't sleep. I hardly ate. And Bree and I hardly talked. The closer we got, the faster we walked. The vegetation around here was high, and finding places to camp at night wasn't easy until we got past the Salton Sea. I'm tired. We're almost there. Are you sure? But I didn't answer. I just wanted to keep pushing. And while we were getting closer and closer to Ramona, I couldn't help but think about Mark. Every single second. It was far. We're okay. We had seen creatures several times, but we moved slowly, cautiously, until they passed. Thrashers and shriekers, but not much else. Nothing like that guy said. But even so, seeing all this vegetation worried me. Could Scott still be there? At Christina's home? Waiting? Him and Christina and Mom? Just waiting for me to arrive? Can we rest? No, come on, Bree. We're so close. We didn't walk on 78, but parallel to it. Early afternoon, I saw the Ramona Valley Inn. Holy shit. This is it? But again, I didn't answer. I just picked up the pace. I could hear Brielle struggling behind me, but I couldn't help myself. Just keep up. I'm trying. The whole town was covered in vines and mushrooms and large stalks. Some of the alien brush reached shoulder height. It was so thick, it was hard to get through. Ugh, fuck it. I made for 78. The highway was less dense. Wait, wait for me. Keep your voice down, Bree. I didn't see any creatures, so again, I picked up the pace. My legs were burning, but I was so close. Scott, please be there. Waves of emotion washed over me. I wanted to cry, but fought it. Instead, I kept pushing. Many of the road signs were covered, but I knew I was close. Ava, wait! I looked back at Brielle, who was 20 yards behind me. We're almost there! I couldn't hide the excitement, but was it excitement or was it worry? There was no one here, no people. The place was overgrown. What the hell would I do with myself? Stop, Ava, don't give in. Not yet. Highway 78 turned into 68, which was also Main Street. Okay, um, what street, um? You don't know? It's it's his sister's place. It's been a while. What? Just give me a second. I continued to rush down Main Street, looking down every intersecting road, every side street. I was close. I wasn't being as cautious. There could be creatures around, but I couldn't help it. I made it. I made it to Ramona. I continued to rush forward, scanning every street. Most of the signs were covered, but still nothing looked familiar. That is, until I saw the curved road, right in front of the CVS. Oh shit. I rushed over to the sign and reached up, pulling down the blue vines and wiping the algae away. Ramona Street. 
Ramona Street? This way. I was practically running now. Bree had a hard time keeping up, but I didn't care. Again, the area was thick with alien brush. I pushed and pushed and pushed. Then I abruptly stopped. Why? Why did you stop? Did you hear something? No. No. This is it. Raymond Avenue? I nodded, but like the rest of the area, the small road was covered. So many things ran through my mind, but I quickly shook it all away. All the bad thoughts. Stop, Ava. Don't give up. Don't do it. You're here. You're here. I walked about 50 yards until I was in front of the house. I saw Scott's car and Mom's. Everything covered. I looked over at Bree. She smiled weakly. I hope your family is here. I nodded and made my way up the driveway between the cars. I was shaking now, but I forced my mind clear. I didn't want to think about anything. I just wanted to hope. Hope that they were here. Hope that they stayed. Hope that they were saved. And hope that I could see Scott again. I reached the door. My heart beat rapidly. I heard nothing inside. No movement. It wasn't a good sign. But I still refused to give in. Please, don't let Mark's death be for nothing. I wanted this trip to be worth it. I needed it to be worth it. But something inside me, the doubt, all the doubt began to flood in, pushing away the hope. But still, I bit my lip and grabbed the doorknob. It was unlocked. The door opened. I stared into the dark hallway. Oh God. Hello? Scott? Mom? Is anybody here? End of All Hope Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb Starring Hope Ennis as Ava Nick Engelhardt as Mark Adam Jetmore as Jay Jack Austin as Ambridge Ariel Hack as Mia Gina Coyle as Kylie Krista Tolley as Teddy Jody Swenson as Stephanie Catabelle as Madison Gareth Thomas as Sammy, Crystal Hall as Lane, Michael Moman as Roger, Evelyn 
as Brielle and Ian Fellett as Hudson. Co-starring Justin Alderson, Brian Messick, Sylvester Jacu, Corey Pettit, Brett Wilkins, Amber Simpson, Nora Darling, Sean Sullivan, Zane Bowman, Nora Darling, Connor Charlton, Dylan Whitehead, Kyle Mooney, Joseph Harmon, Mark Karoftis, Megan Austin, and Robert M. Lamb. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Aldrich Chachala of Nemesis Black at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black, and Amberlynn Nicole at YouTube.com slash Amberlynn Nicole. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit www.7land.com for other audio dramas such as this one. This has been a Seven Lamb production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.